0: morning good morning good morning good morning again and welcome back all of you lovely listeners to yet another episode of the podcast that we keep coming back to you know rather stubbornly but you know what that's what we do around here we're all very stubborn people around here and that is david
1: what's that smell you thinking again
0: that's right thinky stinky it's what we call it around here anyways uh how are you doing david
1: uh, I'm doing all right, Connor. How
0: you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We're finishing up the final year of high school over here, so that's pretty exciting. Right? We're, we're in the we're, we're not even in the end game now. The game is done. I'm chilling. The game is done. Yeah, the game is done, and now we're just chilling and generally waiting for bigger and brighter things, which is very exciting. Who does yes. not like that? Uh, what you been up to, David? What is the weather like up there?
1: Uh you know, I've been up too much. Uh. The weather is nice. It nice. It's a uh, sunny day. I think it's going to be reaching high sixties, low seventies, maybe today. Uh, how is Illinois looking?
0: Illinois is pretty similar. Uh, I've spent a lot of time outside recently because we got our porch just finished up, so now our porch is nice. Oh, so this you got a
1: porch? I was like, since when oh, did you get Porsche. a porch? Yes,
0: I'm driving my car constantly. No, uh, <laughs> a porch. Our porch is all nice. So our back porch. So we're sitting in there. We're kind of chilling outside more often. It's been pretty nice out around here. Um, we're in like the, it's kind of in that same 60s, 70s range, which has been pretty good. A little windier than I would have liked. But then again, you know, we back up to a field, so it doesn't help. Um, but yeah, um, I would not say it's been pretty good all around. But David, again, we're not here to talk about the weather. But what we are here to talk about is something we talked about before, but something that was a pretty, it was a pretty fun episode to do last time, and it's constantly always, you know, changing. So we thought we could call, touch upon it again. And that is trailers because like as now as like theaters are starting to open again and you know there's hope left for you know new movies we're starting to see more trailers dropping with actual release dates for a lot of stuff that was pushed back you know stuff that was supposed to come out last year but now it's coming out this year so we thought it'd be interesting to hop back in and talk about some of the um trailers that are coming out and talk about our thoughts on them and all that good stuff because there's been a lot of stuff since the last time we talked um so I'm I'm prepped. I watched all the trailers that I need to watch. I think we're pretty set, David. have you watched all the trailers, you got to watch.
1: Yeah, I have watched more.
0: Gotcha. Well, without further ado, then I feel we should hop right into it. And I think the first one we should talk about is obviously the most <laughs> pressing and probably the most important trailer we're going to talk about today, and that is Venom. Let there be carnage.
1: Oh my god!
0: Because if if I if there is a movie that I on this entire listing that I can that i can safely say is going to be a classic i gotta say venom 2 is going to be it um but david why don't you kick things off i know you have not seen the first one but what is your unbiased and un uninfluenced take upon the trailer when you first watched it since you haven't seen the first one so you don't really know anything to base off
1: yeah so it's, it's, i'm kind of coming from a weird perspective because typically when you uh watch a trick like a sequel, you, you know, you have some context of the first one, but I don't even have that. Um, so, watching it, um, I could see, like, the connection between, like, Venom and uh, uh, the, the owner, I don't know his name, is his name again? Eddie. Eddie, yes, Eddie. Eddie. I could see the connection between Eddie and, uh, and Venom. Like, they're, like, making breakfast together. Uh, Yeah, it
0: was just they're bonding together, like yeah, they're
1: bonding. They they seem like old friends, so I I really don't know how uh, it went from you know Eddie like struggling with with Venom to like them being like best buds. Um, so apparently, you know, that happened somewhere in between uh, the trailer that I saw for Venom and this movie's trailer. Um, so that's. That's happening. Um, and so seeing this movie, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to tell if this movie I think is warranting of a sequel, because I didn't see the first one, so I don't know if this movie deserves a sequel or not. But I think the sequel uh is, is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. And the name is certainly interesting. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage. That is, that is one heck of a name. Yeah, I would put out. that
0: in the top ten names that didn't need to exist. I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, an in- an
0: interesting name. And then the problem uh, is, for... like, once they announced that t- title, they like right after that, the trailer for Minions: Two, The Rise of Gru, came out. And I'm like, well, the problem is, we had a gold standard for crappy names, but it was very swiftly beat So yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to really gauge.
1: Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, yeah. Kind of. Why, why are you put me on first? Why, like, because, you, know, you know, I don't know anything about.
0: Because this. David, I wanted to hear your opinion on it. I wanted I to hear what you thought. What, no did you opinions, what, did, what did you think of? What you think? What you saw, bro? I am t- okay. All right. All right. All right. All right.
1: Like I said, from what it looked like, Venom and Eddie seem to be very good friends. So I think they're gonna kind of play off their friendship a bit more. Um. And exploring kind of that uh, Venom universe, you know, without Spider Man. Because typically with Venom, there's Spider Man, but I know Spider Man isn't in uh, the first one, and uh, I seriously doubt going to be in this sequel no, movie. He... Um, so it definitely seems to be centered around um, Venom and his relationship with Eddie, and um, uh, apparently Carnage, too, uh, is, is in the movie, too.
0: Yeah, I guess he's in the title.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's in the, he's he's awesome. in the title, so it, it, only, it only makes sense that he's going to be in the movie, too. Um, so we get to see the rivalry uh, between Venom and Carnage. It's kind of interesting, because I, I always found uh, Carnage to be a very interesting character. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see this movie goes. Um, I'll probably have to watch this first before I see this, but from from what I've seen so far, I think this seems kind of interesting um kind of what
0: do you think okay okay well i'm glad i'm glad we can take an unbiased perspective uh got a, a little bit oh, look know. into like what exactly the trailer looks like because i've seen the first venom movie right like i i understand understand what it was going for and i get what this one's kind of building off of and i don't know the first Venom's not good it's not a very good movie at all uh despite popular belief that you know it's a silly fun time movie uh, it's not very good. <laughs> it's very hard to watch in some regards. Not not just because of how bad it is, but because of how bad the lighting is. It's a really weird movie and it's a very weirdly made movie. And I think I think going into this one, I feel like it's doing it it, it definitely feels like a sequel to the first one. Like that whole odd couple thing with Venom like you were talking about, like that that weird familial bond they have, that's a that's just a very odd idea. Not at all venom Like, Venom has never really had, like, a buddy-buddy relationship with any of his hosts. At least not in the way that's being portrayed in this movie. Uh, which is very odd. And I, it, it I, me personally, I was kind of, <laughs> done. it's kind of ridiculous to me. Like, watching the trailers, I'm just like, okay, what are we doing here? What is this goal? And then, what's weird about it is it shifts to that Carnage stuff in such a dramatic way like dramatic tone shift it's unbelievable we got this funny buddy cartoon thing right where they're sitting there being funny funny laughs funny uh food hijinks you know and then it (laughs) cuts to deadly serious woody harrelson carnage and then it's like super angsty and deep and then it's like one's the loneliest number and i'm like what (laughs) this is such a weird tone shift and then once that's all over, we're back to the buddy-buddy Venom stuff, where Venom's all, like, me how, Mrs. Chen, and, like, wants to threaten, or threatens to eat her because there's no candy. I'm like, <laughs> I swear, this is such a weird tone shift. Like, I-, I have no clue what to expect with this movie, besides the fact that it's going to be a very fitting sequel to the second one, or the first one. But, honestly, I I am beyond excited for this. This looks like the kind of garbage that we want to see in theaters um it's not look very good in my opinion that being said i'm biased so that's kind of why uh that's kind of why i wanted to bring it up first i wanted to see what the the unbiased opinions was on it i got you all right but we can shift to something that's a little bit better i think uh did you have a trailer specifically you want to talk about or do you want me to just keep going through the list
1: um i wanted to talk about um that that movie with Chris Pratt, The Tomorrow
0: War. Oh, Tomorrow War. Go for it. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime exclusive movie, which is, I mean, there are a couple of those, like Sound of Metal was one of those, and like, there are a couple, but this is probably, this is one of the few times I feel like it's going for like, a movie, like, it's, it's going for more of like, let's win people onto our service kind of thing. Like, some t- like it seems like a movie that they're trying to give a cinematic a feel to, so that you know people who don't have Amazon Prime will be like, there's a fun action movie on here," so then they'll take it. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like it's like a it's like a win people over movie. That's what I feel like um, when I first heard about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Trailer, go for it. So um, yeah, I totally agree with Connor's saying it's it's a it's an Amazon Prime original film. Uh, starring, like I mentioned, Chris Pratt. Um, and from what, what, I, what I can see so far, um, I, I, think, I think out of all the trailers that I've seen that aren't like sequels, um, this is one of the easier ones to kind of understand uh, kind of what the story's about. So watching the trailer, I can see that, okay, so there's a war that's going on in the future and uh, soldiers go back into the past. Um, to kind of recruit, um, people, uh, so they can stop the war before it, you know, worsens. Um, so you know that's it's pretty it's pretty simple premise, and it and it seems like a a big action blockbuster film from from what from what I see, um, which isn't that common when it comes to um, originals. I mean, we've seen a few, like, um, you know that one movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth? Uh,
0: uh, extraction.
1: Yeah, Extraction. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to, like, like uh, m- uh, big action movie that's on a streaming service, because typically you don't really see that.
0: Well, it was just there was just one recently, the Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder movie.
1: Right, right, right. Right. but like it, it's, it's not it's not incredibly common I mean you you, you see them right mm. but like you're not seeing a ton come out right um, like typically when it comes to original movies typically dramas right um so to see okay. this um, it, it seems kind of interesting um, I'm not sure how this movie is going to turn out. Uh, I'm kind of interested to watch it. Um, it. It seems like it has a potential. Um, the action scenes look like, pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, I, I like Chris Pratt as an actor. So um, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely see um, what this movie has in store.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll do my quick piece on it. I don't have a ton of thoughts on it. I remember watching it and going, "This reminds me of Edge of Tomorrow," uh, but that's not really a huge connection because it really the only thing it has connected is that there's aliens that it takes place in the future. But uh, what's interesting about it to me is I, I like the premise. Like, I think I think it's kind of a kind of Looper style thing where like they're kind of like, the past and future are kind of like playing hand in hand together. I do kind of like that. Um, I kind of worry about it, though, because I can totally foresee what could happen with this, where, like, I'm worried that the movie is going to start out, you know, having this unique premise, and it's gonna be cool. And then once they get to the future, it just becomes a generic action movie. Like, if I had to make one wish about this movie is I really hope that they keep doing stuff, you know, like they keep uh, connecting back to that premise throughout the movie. Like, me, I don't know, I'm not gonna write the movie for them. But like, I hope they... <laughs> remember that this movie is about that you know about that time travel aspect because i i could see it really easily falling into that pit trap of like once the movie gets going and you get into the future it just becomes everything you've ever seen ever like i was worried about it and what made me start worrying about that was when i saw the aliens at the very end because the movie about aliens i guess and i was like that it looks really generic like the alien looked very standard and like i'm like all right because it reminded me of like you know any of those weird creature aliens, kind of like like I mentioned, Edge of Tomorrow, it reminded me of kind of the creature from like uh from Quiet Place kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, that's. I really hope they don't mess this up. Like, if if they don't mess it up and they keep it creative, I could see this being a really enjoyable movie. But I could see the pitfalls already that they could fall into, and I'm kind of worried about it. That being said, you know, it, it, I think it's fine. You know, I I don't think it'll be truly. You know, unwatchable. So it'll be. I'm curious to see how it ends up. It could be really cool, or it could just be pretty standard. Who knows? That's basically all I've had on it. You know, that basic big thought. But that being said, I think it is cool that, like you mentioned, we're getting more blockbuster style action movies on services because, like, it makes it so that you that these movies that you wouldn't necessarily want to spend money on to watch on your own, you can actually check them out, and you might find a surprisingly decent one. So, like, I do appreciate that. You know, like. I appreciate that effort and the fact that the movie looks pretty solid like it's terms of like CGI and stuff. I'm glad they're putting in good budget. Um but yeah, I mean that's the majority of what I have to say on it. Any last thoughts from you?
1: Uh no, no,
0: no, I do not. Good stuff. Well, I will bounce back with we got another trailer for wait, you. Wait wait.
1: Kind of kind of there there's a trailer that I also want to talk about. Oh okay. Next one. All right, we'll yeah. Um this one I I just want to get out of the way right now. Hmm. Like I I just want to talk about it and get it out of the way because watching it um i had some opinions on it um Ooh, nice so uh this movie is uh gunpowder milkshake
0: <laughs> yeah i'd really like to talk about that one
1: um so
0: it's a weird one because it's not there's not a lot of notable stuff behind it like the director has not done a lot the producers have not done a ton but there's a couple things uh, but it has big names. It's got Karen Gillan, Paul Giamatti, and a couple other people of note, too, which is interesting. I don't know where this movie got the money for that, but whatever. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um. So, Gunpowder and Milkshake. So, when I looked at the title for this movie, I I, I wasn't sure what to expect.
0: You know, the movie... Yeah, the, that implies that, like, oh, is it somebody who makes milkshakes that explode? I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of hard to tell uh, what this movie is about just by the title. So, watching the trailer, you can honestly tell what kind of movie this is. And... It's
0: Girl John Wick. That's yeah. literally the only thing.
1: <laughs> and not not only that, but you can definitely tell the target audience for this film just by watching the trailer um you can definitely tell that it's definitely geared towards um a a female audience um
0: action movie genre like yeah like that charlie's angels reboot that didn't go anywhere
1: yeah like okay so as you mentioned before in the in the in the last episode last episode the the action movie episode we have a tendency of of uh almost connecting our episodes to each other really well um yeah, yeah right. like we're, said, we're,
0: we're we're uh we're kind of genius you know was on the back yeah
1: uh yeah like i said um tying back to the last episode uh with, with action movies and stuff like that um a movie like this i think is just not necessary it's 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 just i i feel like it's trying to be um what it's what it's not i don't know it's like it's going for that action film vibe but also being like empowering yeah i think the term you're
0: looking for which i found from the cruella reviews recently is the term girl boss
1: Yes, uh, yes, that, that is it. That is the word that yeah, I... That's the using.
0: term that I found from the Cruella reviews and I'm going to use now in terms of these, in reference to these, like, uh, women-empowering action movies that are not necessarily women-empowering unless, you know, it's actually well-written.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've definitely talked about this before on this podcast about how so many movies and TV shows do a really, really bad job at trying to empower women. Like
0: it just it's like it's almost like people people don't want to be told that the character is a woman and therefore is doing something great. They want to see an awesome great woman character who, you know, is all like who is a great character and also a woman.
1: Like, exactly. Exactly. Their
0: character shouldn't be that they're a woman. Like, come on.
1: Exactly. The thing is Five that they, they, yeah, they, they try to make the fact that they're a woman, the whole premise of the, the movie, right? Like, the whole point of the movie is the fact that they are a woman, which is
0: for can dumb. do all the things.
1: It, 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 it's dumb. Like, like when, when a movie stars a guy, um, a male lead, right? The movie, I, I, have, I have yet to see a movie where the whole premise of that movie is the fact that he's a guy. Well, I mean, because
0: uh, like that's not really needed, you know? Like that's yeah. that'd be like saying, let's make a, a white empowering movie, you know, a movie that makes white you know speaks to the white people, you know? Like it's not needed. No one cares.
1: Yeah, it's it's not it's not needed. It's not needed, but like it's 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 almost like these kind of movies aren't needed either.
0: I mean, I get it. I, I get the need for a woman-led movie. It's just people kind of weigh into it too much. Like they really want people to notice the woman character so they could become the next wonder woman or something but like the, people seem to don't seem to grasp that it's not that like if you want to make a really great woman character you just let them be a great character like don't just emphasize they're a woman and then expect the great character accolades to come pouring in you know
1: yeah it's yeah like yeah i i think connor said it nicely that the fact that they they're, they 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 really just lean into it too much and this movie is another another example of that and when the trailer started I was like okay alright it, it has a strong female lead I think that this movie has potential and then as the trailer went on I saw that the main cast is just a group of women and just hearing their dialogue exchange with each other I was like crap this is one of those movies and as trailer went on it just got worse and worse and worse especially that last shot um you know when they're in that diner and mm-hmm. then they're all like beating up those guys you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah that 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 was that was terrible
0: i didn't like that um have my because... least ever seen it,
1: of it's the trailer
0: what... i get what you're saying and it's funny that's not even the thing that bugged me the most like The thing that bugged me the most is that the trailer kind of has, like, 17 plots in it. Like, the trailer begins, right? And it's, my uh, my mom was murdered, so I want to avenge her murder. And then she's hired to stop this other organization. And then she fails to do that. And then the organization puts a hit on her. And then the mom comes back. And it seems like it's, like, four plots that are going on within the same trailer. Like... They're showing way too much, or they have way too much going on in the movie. It's kind of odd. I was like, it was weird seeing, like, basically the entire plot being laid out in front of you, which there's another trailer that's going to, that we're going to talk about later that does the same thing. Weird trend. But, like, this movie, it seems like it's way too much in this trailer. <laughs> like, it's kind of odd, and I was, I was mildly concerned because now I have no clue if the movie has anything else or is literally has shown us every single major, like major thing and the rest of it's just action. Like, I have no clue what's up with that. Um, and I do agree with what you're saying. That kind of like uh, femme boss or um, girl boss mentality that granted, there are great examples of those kind of movies. The Promising Young Woman from earlier is a great example of that. It's a great movie that is also about that kind of topic. Um, but I feel like when it's just kind of there as a gimmick which this one clearly is it's just it just doesn't really work like it's it's essentially the modern day equivalent of those stupid big testosterone filled action movies back in the day you know, appealing to dudes who just want to see a giant dude action guy but rather than you know being just appealing to you know the fact that guys want to be a cool action guy it's appealing to the fact that girls want a cool action star which is you know not really that crazy because there are plenty of great female action stars I don't know. It's a very weird. It's a very weird topic, and we're both guys, so it's kind of hard to like really, uh, really go in depth about it. If we had a friend who was a girl who was really into movies, we could do an episode on it. But I don't know anyone, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. So um, it, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting topic to get into, but in, I feel like Gunpowder Milkshake is not doing that topic justice. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Point is. I'm not really big on it. It seems really weirdly misguided and just trying to be John Wick. But I don't know. What do you think? Any last thoughts?
1: No, no, I agree. I agree. I have nothing else to say.
0: So then I'll throw out the next trailer because this one I kind of alluded to. Uh, a movie that also kind of seems like it blows every single plot point in the trailer. And that is Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. Ooh, It's it's funny because I'll real quickly brief my briefly say my thoughts and I'll pass it over to you. Because we, me and David watched the first escape room, and it's fine. Like it's saw, but PG thirteen. Like if if you wanted that, it's definitely that. Um, it kind of has that kind of like cat and mouse feel to it. It's not gory, but like it still has that kind of intense vibe. It's fine. It's not not really great. But it's all right. Um, and this one, I admit, I will admit, I like the premise in concept because it's although yeah it's the tangover thing where it's like oh my gosh it happened again what who could believe this crazy thing could happen again it's like as the title implies it's a tournament of champion so it's like all people who've won it before which i kind of like because that kind of gives it more of a finality to it so like it seems like there's some momentum with this plot but they're not just going to do the same thing over and over again and then like plot along and you know eventually do a tournament champion like i'm glad that they got this quickly and it's a I I like that. Maybe you can see, like, the ways that they beat the last ones kind of come into play in this tournament, you know? Like, maybe, like, how one player won theirs will come in and, you know, can be a point of uh, of this challenge for them to use that skill to win, you know? That could be kind of cool. That being said, this trailer goes on for a while, and you see about half of the stuff. Like, you see them solve a puzzle in the trailer. Like that's really that's a huge point of the movie like the whole point of the movie is to see how they beat these challenges and you've spoiled one of them in the trailer so like as, so- as soon as this the viewer knows this movie's existing the first thing you see is them beating the puzzle so you already the entire first act of this movie or at least the first point of this movie is now redundant because you've seen it happen already like, it's very odd to me they went and just did they went and showed off that first puzzle and then they keep doing it. Like they keep showing more and more from the trailer. They keep showing more puzzles. And it's weird to me that they went and did that. Like now it's basically gonna be like, like you watched all the trailers for a comedy series and then you watched the first episode where all that jokes came from. So now you're just watching this trailer, like I feel like I've seen this episode before because I've watched the trailers already. And I know all this stuff. Like, like it's that same mentality. Which is odd to me. I don't know why they did that. Um, that being said, it looks fine. I think I think I like the kind of scope to it. I kinda like that it has this kind of like crazy tech kind of like absurd reality to it. And I like the the Tournament of Champions idea, you know? Like it's it's a cool idea. Will they, you know, deliver on it? Who knows? But I I, I can see it being all right. What do you think, Dave?
1: Oh yeah, no no I, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Um I like I like the premise of the film. I, I thought just like kind I didn't. I thought the the first film wasn't that bad. Um, I thought I think it was a good uh, thriller film. You know, you could sit down with the boys. You know, watch watch a good thriller film, uh, something like that. Something that you don't have to think too hard about. But at the same time, um, I think if I remember correctly, um, they kind of alluded to a sequel at the end.
0: Yeah, like it kind of did the. Um, it did that kind of. Um... I forget what movie it is, but there's essentially it leaves it like where like the mystery is still open and, you, yeah. and you're like that, I swear we will get revenge kind of thing. So, like, it it's it's a very open ended, very open ended.
1: Yeah, 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 it, it ended very open endedly. Um, where like you could like kind of imagine an ending for yourself. Um, but there's a sequel, so we don't have to do that. Um, so I'm excited to see, uh, where the sequel kind of takes the, the storyline of Escape Room. Although I never really imagined Escape Room having a sequel to it.
0: Yeah, it's not like I was sitting there daydreaming about how the sequel is going to play out. Like, no. I, yeah, it, yeah. yeah,
1: it was one of those movies that, like, I watch and then I just literally never think about it again. Um, and this trailer kind of brings it back to light. Um, though I don't think this movie is going to be huge, the sequel because the first one wasn't that big. Um, I'm excited to see uh, where, where it kind of goes. I, I think it's I think it's a good. Uh, I, I think that even if you haven't seen the first one, I think that you can get some level of enjoyment out of the sequel film. Um, although I think if you were to watch the first one, you'd get more enjoyment out of it. Uh, kind of. Do you know it's coming to theaters, right?
0: Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. I think in uh, I forget October probably it's a horror movie. So October.
1: October, okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think I think this movie has some potential to be fun, like the first
0: one. For sure. Uh, do you have another trailer you want to talk about next, or uh, do you want me to just pick another one?
1: Uh, you can pick another
0: one. Cool. Well, I'll keep with the theme because we just talked about a horror thriller. Let's go to another horror thriller, The Forever Purge.
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: so, um, have you seen any? excuse me have you seen any of the purge movies
1: uh i've seen the first one cool
0: i've not seen any of the purge movies but i know very much of i know a lot about them because i've i've either watched a lot of videos about them or just kind of know a lot of facts about them um what were your what are your thoughts on the series as a whole like what what is your uh what's your take on it
1: the series as a whole
0: yeah like the like the, the concept of it and like the way it's been playing out it's been from um, up until this one, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that um, the purge as a as a concept is kind of interesting. The fact that um, one night a year, like um, all crime becomes legal, um, to kind of bring the crime rate down. Anyone is allowed to do anything, It's kind of a cool concept. Um, and I think the first movie did a really good job um, showing, like, you know, your, your your average, you know, suburban family isn't even safe against the purge. Um, they, they chose a nice neutral setting that I think a lot of people could relate with because I think that's kind of their target audience, you know. Um, so I think that for what the movie was, I think that it hit the nail on the head. Uh, giving it, you know, a pretty interesting concept, uh, with a pretty realistic setting to it, so that was kind of cool. Now, the fact that there are sequels to it, uh, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, and with this new sequel, the Forever Purge, um, I feel like they are just stretching this out beyond ne- like necessity. Like with the first one ending, I thought like, okay, I think they highlighted what the purge was nicely. Like, okay, this is the purge. This is what happens during the purge. Okay, it's over. That's it. You know, it's almost like um, almost like uh, what's 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 a, an analogy I can put this to? Uh, kind of a movie that like that has an event that occurs that you think that once this event is over, I think it sh- like highlighted that event nicely.
0: Like any historical movie?
1: Uh, kind of. Yeah,
0: sure. I, sure. I, I'm reminded of the, the, of the, the strangers that we watched together, that horror strangers. movie about the guys who broke into the uh,
1: house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we can connect to the strangers. Yeah.
0: Really? The whole point of that movie is just to say that people sometimes do stuff for no reason. Like that was the only point in the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a pretty good analogy. It's it's yeah. I think The Strangers highlighted what it was trying to show well in that film. And you know, there's no need for a sequel. I think there, there is one I there that, is
0: one and it's supposed to suck.
1: Yeah, and there's there's no need for it, right? I, I think that the stuff that happened in it um highlighted everything nicely. And I think that's what happens with the purge. But for some reason they're stretching this out. And especially with this forever purge, I honestly see no point. You know, it, it does take a spin on the purge with, you know, people extending the purge longer uh, beyond that one night a year, which is kind of an interesting concept. But at the same time, I really don't think it's necessary. And if you've seen the first one, I, I, I don't really see a point of going out and watching it. Um it's but funny. you know you do you you
0: do you um because like someone, pointed out, online, someone pointed out that like this, this movie becoming uh becoming like forever purge is like the purge movies took the longest way possible just to make a crime thriller like just to make a movie about a gang like they might have, they like the fact that it's forever purge now is literally just let's just make a movie about a crime group that goes crazy like at this point they've just gotten kind of, they just kind of made it that
1: yeah yeah um so like i said i don't see a point in this movie um i don't really want to watch it because i think i'm satisfied with the first one that i really don't think that watching any of the sequels is going to enhance my purge experience but yeah
0: i mean i haven't seen any but i know a lot about them uh, so I, I get what you're saying, like, right? Like it's, it's an interesting concept, the first one. It's just an interesting idea, you know? It's cool. It iterates what it has to say. You know, it's talking about like, oh, what society could get to once, uh, you know, like what society could come to once, uh, we let, once we let our aggressive side out. Like, all right, cool, whatever. It's a good one-shot thing. The second one kind of goes more into just like the cityscape of it. It becomes more of a, like, there's more of a, like, uh, thriller action movie to it. Which, you know, whatever, that's fine. It's, just, it's literally just an extension of the first one. Then the third one kind of comes out and gets more to the political side because they make it so that you can kill politicians and stuff. So, like, it gets a little more political, but nothing crazy. Like, again, whatever. The first purge is just a, it, it literally is the first purge. It's the same thing again. But, like, with the Forever Purge, I feel like I've kind of gotten a grasp on what they're, what the mentality is now the Perch series has such an ego at this point where it just thinks that its idea is so cool. Like they adore this topic, like the idea of like the, the one night a year thing and they love it. They think it is genius. So they play it out as much and as hard as they can, you know, like outstretching it, trying to change it up a little bit. Like it's, they are so proud of it. And like, it is not that cool. Like it's all right. It's a cool topic, but it's not that cool. And I think, the movies are kind of getting to the point where, I mean, granted, I can't speak to this. I I haven't seen them, but I know, this is basically my theory, is they've gotten to the point where they just think they can do whatever they want with this top Purge topic, and it'll still be genius, even though this topic, like the Purge going all year, or like, not for being all year, but the Purge kind of extending, is not that genius. At this point, it's literally just a crime movie. Like, it once the once it's literally just you know the purge but now it's going on longer it's just it is literally just any sort of movie with a crime group you know like it's just becoming the same thing and it's no longer or there's nothing unique about this anymore so it's like it's extending it to the point where nothing really like, it doesn't feel unique at all. And I don't understand what idea spawned this. Like, I think they just, there's this big boardroom of Purge people who are just like, this This idea is so genius, we can do whatever we want with it always. And that's it. Like, they just think they can do it forever, and it'll still be a good idea, and it's really not anymore. At this point, like, it doesn't really matter. No one's, no one's enthused by this, because after the first movie, there's just no reason to, like, continue unless you're really on board with this idea. So, like, if anything it kind of reminds me of like kind of like the dc universe where like dc's was banking on the characters so much that like regardless of if the movie was a good idea like they were going to start uh, you know green lighting it this was, i mean but this was pre like pre uh, aquaman years like when the, when the dc universe was getting big they announced like all these movies they were doing like Blue Beetle, they were doing Batgirl, they were doing Nightwing, they are doing this, this, and that. They had all this long list of movies coming out and banking on the fact that people knew the characters. And then it all came crashing down because, you know, the movies stopped being good. Like, same mentality. Like, I think The Purge is just so proud of its idea that it's going to drag it through the dirt as long as it can because it still feels like these ideas are good. And it's really not. Like, no one cares anymore. So I, that's kind of been my piece on it. If you notice, we haven't talked about the trailer that much because the trailer is just not that notable. Oh. Like, it's it's more tro- purge action. Like, that's really it. And unless you're going to do something really unique with it, which, no signs of that here. Like, it's literally just the same movie again, <laughs> which, you know, it is what it is. Uh, any last thoughts before we move on to the next trailer?
1: Uh, I do not.
0: All right. Next trailer I feel like we want to talk about is one that I'm really excited for. Probably the one I'm the most excited for of all of these. That, that and one more that we'll talk to you later. But uh, I want to talk about Last Night in Soho really bad. Um, Last Night in Soho is weird, dude. Well, actually, what are your thoughts on it? Because you are not nearly as educated on this, on this movie as anyone else is. So.
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, so the name Last Night in Soho is familiar. I don't know why it's familiar. But it is. Um, and I didn't know anything about it, you know? Um, so, watching this trailer, um, it looked really interesting. So, um, coming from an outside perspective, not knowing anything about this, going solely off the trailer. This is what I think the movie's about. Uh, Connor, you can tell me how close I am.
0: It's all good. I'm, I'm not even a percent convinced either.
1: All right. So, from what it looks like, it looks like it's about uh, this girl who is in Soho, I'm assuming, because that's what it's called. And um, they, they talk about um, her past. So, I'm, I'm guessing it has something to do um, with her time spent in Soho and how, or I guess, like, what kind of person she was or maybe uh, what kind of person she wants to be. Um, that is kind of, I guess, uh, I, I, I feel like it's more psychological, if anything. So, like, they show her and um, this, this blonde girl, um, and they, they seem to be very different people, um, kind of having very juxtaposing roles in the story. Uh, from, what it, from what it looks like, she seems to be um, this, you know, average girl, um, while the blonde girl seems to be very outgoing and uh, very, uh, how do I put it? Um, mm, very out there, I guess. Grandi-
0: uh, what was that? Maybe grandiose. Yeah,
1: more, yeah, more grandiose. More ma- making something out of her life, you know? So, like I said, from what it looks like, it looks like um, it, it, they don't seem to be two different girls. In my opinion, they seem to be uh, the same girl, um, just... Two different realities, almost, uh, of of this one girl, um, which, from 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 what I'm guessing, that seems like an actually a really cool concept. Though that might not actually be, be what it's about. But from the trailer, um, it looks really cool. Um, Connor seems to be very excited about this, which makes me excited about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that that's 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 what I think from the trailer. Um, it seems to be very dramatic action filled um awesome movie um i I think that it could be big i definitely think it it can be a big movie um and i'm excited to watch it kind of what do you think
0: yeah so uh it's directed by edgar wright which you know if you know him this is nothing like the movie he's done like edgar wright is baby driver it's hot fuzz it's scott pilgrim this is nothing like that like not even a little bit um And I I love that. First of all, like Edgar Wright going into something different is I'm excited. I want to see what he does with it. Um, But people pointed out it's very similar to the plot of the movie uh, Black Swan, where it kind of like someone who is aspiring to be successful goes nuts trying to become it. And as a result, kind of differentiates herself from herself, kind of like she's trying to distance herself from her. Um, That's kind of like what that's what kind of Black Swan is. And this is very similar to that, or seems to be very similar to that.
1: It reminds me of uh, Perfect Blue.
0: Yes, Perfect Blue is another one. Because Perfect Blue is the movie that people accuse Black Swan of ripping off. So, Ah. like, yes, you're correct in thinking that. Um, Yes, so it is very, it it does kind of have that psychological kind of mentally destroying kind of vibe to it where like it seems to be about someone who is so desperate to be successful that they somehow distance themselves from the kind of person they are and start to connect themselves with the person they want to be. It kind of has that vibe to it. But that being said, it's, we don't know much about it. Like the plot is very vague and the trailer is very vague and it's very cryptic and bizarre and weird. And I'm hundred percent on board, Like that's just so cool to me. I can't wait to see what this movie does. And like I said, Edgar Wright is such an awesome and unique director that I think he could really bring something to this. And I'm really excited to see what it, what it's like and how it plays out. Um, I was really excited for this last year when it was announced, but you know, it didn't end up coming out last year and I'm really excited to see it now that it's announced and it comes out the same day as Wes Anderson's next movie, bro. Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright. We're going to the theater to watch both of new movies. It's amazing. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, it's interesting movie. And I like, I like that. Uh, you know, like I said, Edgar Wright's doing something different. I like the two main lead actresses, like, uh, the main character, Thomas and Mackenzie, she was, uh, she was the girl from Jojo Rabbit, um, so that's cool, and she was really great in another movie that I watched called Leave No Trace, fantastic movie, and then Anya Taylor Joy, who uh, she's in, you know, New Mutants and Queens Gambit and stuff, and that the new Emma movie, uh, like both these actresses have really unique filmographies, and I'm really excited to see how these two play off one another, um, very excited, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, do you have another one you want to talk about, Dave? Um, no, no, I don't. All right, I'll keep. I will keep throwing them at you until we uh, hit the time we want to stop. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about old, because I think old is a really unique one, um, but it's a little easier to understand. Um, do you want me to talk about it first, or do you want to do you want to talk about it?
1: Uh, you can go first.
0: Sure. Okay. So, old's the new movie from M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, if you don't know M. Night Shyamalan, he's the kind of guy who makes a good movie and then a bad movie. Uh, he does that a lot. Uh, I he- love
1: how, like, in the trailer, they like said all of his good movies. I was like, "What about the Last Airbender?" Huh?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, man. Uh, like I said, like he's he's done like Split, which was positive. Then he's done, you know, Last Airbender, which is negative. He's done Signs, which is positive. And then he's done Lady in the Water, which is negative. He's, he's a very inconsistent director, but that's not the point. So old is kind of his next foray into something more serious. Uh, hopefully this will be another good one. And essentially the plot is these, this couple, I think it's two families go to this like beach that's kind of like secluded and kind of on its own. And they start to notice that time starts to rapidly speed by on this beach. Like people are getting older a lot faster and time is moving a lot faster, and they can't get off this beach. They had to figure out a way to get off it. Um, and I, I think it's an interesting concept. Like, the thing with Shyamalan is, I feel like his movies are best when you can summarize their plot in one sentence, and get and you'll get the good vibe to it, you know? Like, a guy with multiple personalities kidnaps girls. Boom, that's a plot of split, s- split's a good movie. Uh, but you cannot describe Last Airbender, or Glass, or Lady in the Water in one sentence. You cannot you'd need to have, you You wouldn't have enough context. So, and then like another good example is like a, a child psych or a psychologist gets a kid who can see ghosts. Like that's, that's the plot of sixth sense and sixth sense is great. So like, if you can summarize the plot in one sentence, it works. Um, and I feel like this is another example of that, like a beach or some families get caught on a beach that makes you rapidly age. Simple plot. Hopefully this will be good. Like, I feel like, I mean, even going beyond that, I feel like the movie does kind of have a unique enough concept and people behind it who seem to be, in, like, you know, passionate about doing it. Like, the actors do seem very involved in this. It doesn't seem very, like, it doesn't seem very haphazardly put together. Like, I think it could be really solid. That being said, there's that scene where he's climbing up the wall, or she's climbing up the wall, and you start to see something bad happen, but you don't really, see the trailer doesn't show what it is. I swear to God. If the, fa- if the thing that they're freaking out about is that she's getting pregnant while climbing and the belly pushes her off the wall, I'm going to lose it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the problem is, that's the thing with Shyamalan. I need to worry about this because Shyamalan has a problem with balancing horror and comedy. He always has. Like the movie, the, the, movie um, the Visit, which is one of the ones people say is a little more positive. I haven't seen it, but I've heard so many things about how inconsistently that movie handles comedy. Where like it can be really horror sometimes and then really comedic other times and i'm worried about that because if if that's what happens with old this movie is going to be ridiculous so i want to see how they handle it um that being said i have no reason to believe that that's actually what happens so theoretically this could all be really good but that's just my take on it like i'm kind of worried but that being said it does look interesting and it's about time mnash tamalan has another good movie so old. what do you think
1: uh yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um I, I do think it's high time this man has another good movie. Um uh watching this, um I'm I was kind of excited to see where it kinda of goes. Um to see that like on this beach they they uh they they grow old uh really fast. Um that that one pregnant scene in the, in the movie Does, doesn't really make much sense um I, I don't really know how like i think it, i don't
0: think it necessarily ages you i think it like rapidly speeds up your life like oh, okay. I, I think that must be what it is so like it it speeds up to certain points in your life so like i guess uh, okay. becoming pregnant because at some point in the future she's going to become pregnant i guess okay
1: that that, that makes sense like, it's like how 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 do you just randomly get pregnant okay yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what it is well, that, that makes a lot more sense okay um so yeah, to see like a movie like this, uh, a pretty interesting premise. It's, it's a more uh, a thriller kind of film to see if they can get off this beach um, as fast as possible. Um, though, kind of like Connor said, to have kind of these um, uh, shocking moments in the trailer, like when she was climbing up the cliff, or even the the final moments of the trailer when they were like kind of in that cave and they looked to be frightened by something mm-hmm. um that doesn't i don't know i it, it just seems a bit weird for what the movie's about it's like yeah. what's there to be scared of you know like are they like freaking yeah. out I about they
0: what's up i just hope they treat it seriously like i agree
1: yeah yeah um i'm, I'm a bit nervous to see how this movie kind of plays out um i'm interested to see yeah i'm excited to watch it i kind of want to um it's coming to theaters right yep is tomorrow war the only one that's going straight to amazon
0: uh yeah the only one on our list that's going straight to a service not theaters is tomorrow war others there's there's one movie that's coming out that i guess we can talk about next that's coming out to a service and theaters but um yeah tomorrow war is the only one that's not coming to theaters
1: okay okay that makes sense so yeah, I'm excited to watch this movie. Um, it looks interesting.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. We have got ten minutes. Technically, we have four movies to talk about. We don't necessarily need to talk about all four. Um, so I want to get. Actually, we could have we do two. Could do more than ten minutes. We don't necessarily have to talk for an hour, but we can talk for a little bit longer. longer. Uh, I think we should talk about Jungle Cruise next because Jungle, Jungle Cruise,
1: Cruise is.
0: Uh, i'll really quickly i want to do one thought and i'll segue to what your thoughts on the trailer were jungle cruise is nothing like this um i'm a big disney fan i I know the parks very well jungle cruise is absolutely nothing like this movie like even from the trailer like jungle cruise is a very slow boat ride that's that's uh intended upon really bad jokes intentionally bad jokes that then they take you through very like a scenic trip through the jungle which does get, you know, there's a little bit of danger involved, but it's also very, very comedic. That's the point of the ride. So, this is an action movie. <laughs> this is like straight up a adventure action movie, uh, which is not the ride at all. But you know what? The point, the problem wouldn't be that it's that. Like, the problem is not that it's portraying the ride. So, I just wanted to I wanted to let you know the ride is nothing like this. Anyways, David, go ahead. What are your thoughts on this trailer?
1: Um. Yeah, so... As Connor mentioned, it is a action film. Um, it stars The Rock and the Rock. two other actors. I don't know their names.
0: Emily Blunt, bro.
1: Emily Blunt. Oh, it's Emily Blunt? Okay. Yes. Emily Blunt in The Rock. Uh, yeah, the these... I think
0: Paul Giamatti is a villain in it, which is kind of funny because now Paul Giamatti is a villain in two of the movies we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Jungle Cruise. Um, so, I- I- I've been on the Jungle Cruise ride. Uh, it, was, it was years ago, though, um, so I vaguely remember it, and I vaguely remember it being a, a slower ride where, like, there was, like, a, a person talking about the ride and talking about the different things around the jungle yeah, yeah. and stuff. It was, it, was a, it was a more comedic, laid-back kind of experience. It was fun. It was fun. The cheesy jokes. Yeah, cheesy jokes. Um, and this movie does not look like that. Um, it looks like a high octane uh, action film that is quite the opposite of the ride itself. Um, so it's taking a whole other spin on what the ride actually is, which is uh, interesting, I uh, say at least. Um, though I don't know what else you would really do with that. I mean, like, so, like, if you are going to adapt that ride, Connor, like, I, I feel like adapting into an action movie, I think is your is really your best option. Like I, I, like like for real, like like is like is there another genre that you would put action or a Jungle Cruise in? Well,
0: straight up a comedy, like <laughs> just do it a comedy. Uh, like be- get,
1: get Kevin Hart
0: and the, the Rock in there, and oh no, <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> uh, basically, here's what I think went down with this movie. Originally, it was going to be the same plot, right? The move, the plot is about one of those skippers who runs the boat tours, ends up getting like going with this actual adventurer down the river and, you know, ends up getting into this actual adventure when he's so used to a a scripted routine. That sounds good. That sounds like it could be a really solid idea for a Jungle Cruise movie where you make the skipper this ridiculous, not at all prepared for anything, uh, nugget guy who has to deal with, the crazy real life dangers of the jungle and not knowing how to do it because he's used to the scripted routine of the boat tours and it's a make it a straight up comedy make like the make the uh, adventurer person a straight up action star who's who's completely deadpan the entire time and have it play out kind of like a buddy comedy like road trip thing with action elements that could work that's fine i think that was the original plan Until Disney saw it and said, we want to make it an action movie. We want The Rock to star in it. And then when that happened, it just became a rock action movie. Like, that's all it is now. It's no longer anything related to Jungle Cruise. There's no, no, like, cheesy jokes in any of the trailers, which is fine. But the thing is, it is literally just Jumanji or uh, Journey to the Mysterious Island. It's any sort of rock comedy now. I think that's probably that my best bet is that Disney went in and edited it because whatever the original version was like the idea of the script just was not what they were looking for for a movie that was going to make a bunch of money. So they kind of backed off and they they made they made the writers back off and say okay, make the main character the rock. So once you make the character main character the rock, he needs to fight, he needs to not be dopey, he needs to not tell dumb jokes. So like it just it feels like right. It doesn't want to be the Jungle Cruise. So now it wants to be Jumanji. Like that's all it seems to be. Um, at least it's my theory anyway.
1: No, yeah, that makes sense. That that totally makes sense. The Yeah, while while I was watching the trailer, I was like, wow, um The Rocky is just I feel like a lot of movies just want him as like a action hero
0: they want him to play the rock yeah who doesn't love the rock
1: he, he's a modern day action hero he's like the modern day Schwarzenegger you know
0: right he really yeah. is and the problem is it's like i don't mind the rock but i'm starting to get burned out by the rock because he's in constantly he's in every single goddamn movie and he plays the same character every single time
1: exactly he's in so much
0: yes and he plays and, he plays the same, same character yeah movie. it's funny because the best character he's ever played i'm gonna be honest is Maui from Moana because it's the one time that his personality is put in a character that is legitimately, that it legitimately is important to the story. You know, like it's like the rock's character is the focal point of the story. And is, and the fact that he is like, this is like important, you know, like the rock playing that character makes sense and it works. But every other time it's just the rock playing himself and the rock
1: being the rock.
0: Yes, yeah, friggin' m one is really good, but like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Even in the Tooth Fairy,
0: yeah, even in the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> I don't know why he's in it like that's the exception. Like, man, it, the Tooth Fairy he was really good, but wait a minute, no, he wasn't actually.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, no, wait, con 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 con. Yeah, I think I think you're forgetting a movie that he's he's very important and and he's not actually being the rock. Hmm. Planet Fifty One.
0: Okay so the next movie we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> 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 Let's move on to uh, Let's move on to the two MCU movies to finish this off uh, because we've got two trailers for MCU movies and I feel like they both warrant a lot of discussion because they're both very unique films uh, David what do you want to talk about first Shang-Chi or Eternals
1: uh, Shang-Chi
0: Go for it oh, yeah the first, that was the one that came out first So, uh, yeah. David what were your thoughts on the, on the Shang-Chi trailer
1: so Shang Chi. Um, so here's one thought that was going through my mind: the it's going to be the Asian version of Black Panther. That 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 was that was my first original thought while watching this trailer. Like, okay, it's going to be the the Asian representation version of Black Panther, which isn't a bad thing because I think that uh, Marvel did a really good job of creating a really good action movie for Black Panther, while also um, giving good representation. Um, so I, I, I do believe that, I do have hope, and I do believe that um, Marvel is going to do a, a good job with Shang-Chi. And just for the trailer, it looks really awesome, really fun. The, the action scenes look amazing. Um, I am curious to know how this will kind of tie in to the rest of the MCU kind of you might know, but I, I I have no idea how he relates to the MCU. I just think he's a pretty cool standalone character because I, I never heard of Shang-Chi being part of the Avengers, but, you know, who knows? Um, so, yeah, this looks like a really fun um, action movie alone, um, and I'm excited to see how this kind of uh, connects the rest of the MCU and how it kind of builds on the the mountain that is the MCU already, uh, Connor. What do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, Shang Chi has never been a member of the Avengers. He is not a huge character, um, which is which is why I was kind of surprised when they announced this movie because like Shang Chi is not a huge character. His comics kind of keep getting canceled. They get like one run and they get canceled for like five years. They are not popular, and. It's not even like he's a character that has marketability usually because he doesn't have a lot of unique villains, he doesn't have a lot of unique teams that he's been with. He is very much his own character. Occasionally he does stuff with other characters like with Iron Fist usually, but Iron Fist is not big cuz you know the show got canceled. Uh like he's not really a huge character, which is kind of so it kind of surprised me they went with this. Like I'm I'm surprised they went and tried something like this and made it. That being said, I think it's a great idea. And I think the trailer looks really, really cool. But it's it's I'm surprised. Like, it's just not a character I expected them to go for. And it's cool. Like, I like that this kind of has this very, you know, traditional kung fu movie vibe, but still being very modernly Marvel. Like, it's not shot like any of the other Marvel movies. The way the action scenes have been playing out in the trailers are just very unique. I love the use of colors. I love the use of, like, the camera movements, where, like, it doesn't move a lot. There's not a lot of cuts. You're seeing a lot of the camera moving left and right as they thought. That was really cool. And like, I think the cast looks really great. Like, uh, the guy that got to play uh, Shang-Chi, I think his name is Simu Lu or something. I forget his name unfortunately. But he seems perfect for an MCU role. Like, he really seems to be owning this up. And judging by the way he acts in public, and like he seems very optimistic for this role. And I agree. Uh, the guy that got to play um, to play Mandarin in this movie was the main villain. Uh, his name is Tony uh, Tony Luang. Uh, I don't remember how to pronounce the rest of it, uh, unfortunately. I'm 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 very, very white. I apologize. But he is a really great actor, too, or actor, too. I've seen him in uh, In the Mood for Love, and he was really great in that. And he's also really great in a movie that I'm going to suggest later on. Uh, We'll get to there when we get to there. But he's a really great actor, too, and Aquafina is really fun, usually. Um, So I feel like there's a lot of stuff to look forward to in this movie and i do think like you mentioned it's gonna have it's gonna be similar to black panther in that regard where like it's very much a movie that is a great mcu movie first but has a lot of great representation and can say a lot about a, a you know a specific you know fictional culture uh or actually it might even be a, a real life culture i'm not sure what what universe they're going to use like are they going to use like a, a uh kung lao type place are they going to be an actual regardless uh, i think it's going to be really interesting and i like what they're building up um I'm curious to see how it plays out. I think uh, it has the potential to be something really, really interesting. Um, And there's a dragon in it, from what I hear, so that's pretty cool. Um, mm. Yeah, which, you know, that's check one over the Iron Fist show. The Iron Fist show didn't have any dragons in it, even though it's important to the series. Literally, you can't have Iron Fist without a dragon in it. They had no dragon in the series. Sorry. Uh, Anyways, uh, Eternals. Uh, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, man, the Eternals. So, hearing about the Eternals... I had no idea what the Eternals are about.
0: Don't worry; it, it it's even more surprising than what with this because Eternals are even less relevant than Shang Chi.
1: Yeah, i i I've never heard about the Eternals before, um, and I think I think that your average uh, MCU enthusiast or enjoyer uh, doesn't know what the uh, the Eternals are. And honestly, from this trailer, I still don't know what they are um they look like superhumans that's 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 it they look like uh superhumans that um you know were you know separated from normal humans and now they're rejoining uh humans are meeting humans for the first time i honestly don't really know i don't know how this will uh relate to uh the mcu um besides that last scene where the guy was like uh, who's going to lead the Avengers? Because Captain America and Iron Man are gone. And then one dude's like, I'll lead them, and then everyone laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's a hint, hint, wink, wink, that he might be leading the Avengers, though uh, maybe that was just a joke. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Uh, I still really don't. Uh, Connor, do, do you know anything about them?
0: So it's funny because... I feel like what will explain this movie more is hearing the story behind it. Not the characters, but the story of making the movie. So, the director of it, Chloe Zhao, who just won a Best director and Best Picture Oscar, uh, she kind of posed the idea for this movie. And Feige said it was one of his favorite Marvel pitches he's ever heard. Like, that's already point one for the movie. Secondly, she really wanted to get this movie made the way she wanted it to be made. Like she apparently there are a lot of shots in the movie that look like CGI, but are not CGI, which is, again, very interesting. And the whole movie kind of seems to be radiating this vibe of like this was a movie made for a specific reason. Like there is something behind this. It's not to build up something. It's literally there is a point to this movie that Chloe Zhao really wanted to tell, which is super exciting because there aren't a lot of MCU movies that can say that, you know? Like, the MCU has a very distinct vibe to it, and it's never been something like this. This is, like, the closest thing you're going to get to an artsy Marvel movie. Um, and that being said, I really like the trailer so far. Like, uh, like you mentioned, it doesn't explain a lot about what the Eternals are. But it you a very distinct vibe to it, you know? There's a very distinct mood, and it's like you see the cinematography and the characters, the way everything's laid out. Like, it definitely has, is something similar to what Nomadland had, where, like, it seems to be giving you a very distinct vibe and tone first and foremost it has a super diverse cast this will be the uh there's there's a character in this who's gay like one of the lead characters is gay there's a character who's you know deaf who's played by a deaf actress which is crazy uh, that's not something you see every day um you got there's a character who's um played Malanjiani who, who i think is leading some sort of bollywood dance number within the movie i have no clue what that's going to imply or what that means like what that's going mm-hmm. to Like, it's interesting. Like, there's a lot of unique risks made to this movie and a lot of unique ideas. And I'm just really curious to see what they do with it. Like, I have no clue to expect. The Eternals as characters, the problem with the Eternals in the comics is that they just aren't ever, they don't garner enough popularity to be memorable. So they always end up washing out. Like, they're basically just really, really strong, uh, you know, celestial characters. And then they kind of, their, their numbers kind of change. Their characters change a lot, but like they don't really stay in consistency that much because they don't really ever have a character that's popular enough to keep people coming back. So they kind of just disappear. Um, that being said, I think it's an interesting if, if Chloe Zhao really wanted this movie to happen and it's apparently going to take place over like a over like 1000 years or something. It's a really big movie. Uh, if, if it's something that she really wanted to happen then I, by all means, I want to see what this movie brings. But it's very unique, and I'm really excited to see what what exactly made this movie warranting to come out. You know, like what what about it? It was so important that Chloe Zhao wanted it to be made. You know, it's really interesting. So, because Chloe Zhao only has only ever directed three movies, and no, none of them with the MCU, so I have no clue what uh, what inspired her for this. But I'm really curious to see what it's like.
1: Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah.
0: So um, overall, David, uh, how optimistic are you about all these trailers?
1: Honestly, I'm pretty optimistic. A lot of these movies look pretty interesting and look pretty good. Um, I'm really excited to for this 2021 year because um, I know a lot of movies got pushed back. So to see all these movies just you know pop up that look really good, really promising, um, it's pretty exciting. You know, which I think most movie...
0: excited for which one are you least excited for?
1: Which one am I least excited for?
0: Most and least.
1: Oh, sure. Um, so I think most excited... Um, uh, let me think. Uh, probably like Last Night in Soho or Old. And mm-hmm. then leave, Uh. the Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, like I was saying, I think most of the movies that are coming out are look pretty promising. You know, we have a few not so promising ones, but I think overall... Um, there there are a lot of good movies coming out this year, um, which is awesome and really exciting. So, I think uh, this will kind of be a repeat of 2019 almost with a ton of good movies.
0: Let us hope so, man. Let's hope so. It's because now we're gonna get like all the good movies from 2020 and 2021, like we're gonna have it all combined, which is exciting, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really excited for Eternals, I'm really excited for Last Night in Soho. Um, Old looks really good too. Uh, I think. Forever Purge and, and uh, Gunpowder Milkshaker are going to be a waste of time. Uh, but, you know, what? that's the thing with movies. It's like, sometimes you think they'll be a waste, but you go into them and they really surprise you. Anything's possible. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we get, you know? Um, and I, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, we're at 70 minutes now, which I'm granted to be, we pushed it because we had to talk about the Marvel movies. But um, let's hop into some suggestions, David. How many you got?
1: Oh, I got two today.
0: Oh, well, all right. What are your two suggestions?
1: All right, so I have a game and I have a series.
0: Imagine not watching this week.
1: <laughs> I know. I like, I've just been like super busy. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, we're just finishing up school and stuff.
0: Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh,
1: no, I know. I know. I know. I know. Wait, I
0: only ended like two days before you, so I can't even say that. <laughs>
1: all right, so. Um, this game is a sort of suggestion, sort of unsuggestion, depending on what you like and what you don't like, depends on the person. Right? So this movie, this this game, uh, it's kind of controversial. Um, among among the community, it's it's not a very favorable game, but I think that uh for for what it offers i think i think it offers a good time
0: it's going to be a us, isn't it
1: no <laughs> i am i am suggesting the game jump force oh now i know this game has not received a lot of praise and i understand it is not a very good game the story this game is garbage but i think the one redeeming quality of this game I think is the the fighting. Um, yeah, I, honestly, most of this game just seems very unfinished. Um, even the fighting isn't like great, but I think that it's. I think it's. I think it's fun. I think it's fun enough that I think if you can look past it, I think I think you can have a great time. All playing it with your friends. Um, like I, I just think that. If, if you appreciate anime, more specifically, the shonen genre, because that's what the game is about. It's about different anime characters fighting each other. Um, I think that you can appreciate it. Um, so if, if you're a fan of shonen anime, I think that you can get some level of enjoyment out of it if you just look past some of the things about it um, and just focus on the fighting because... I think a lot of it is kind of fun to play. Um, I know Michael, who has joined us, uh, has played the game, and I think he has gotten some level of enjoyment out of it as well. Um, So I think the game, uh, for what it is, for what it does, I think that it gives an adequate amount of enjoyment. Although, um, for some reason, wherever you look, this game is like super expensive. Like, it's still like $60. If it's you want
0: to stuff, like, animes do not get marked down much. It's weird.
1: They don't. They don't. They don't. It's, 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 I weird. think it's
0: because people who are fans will pay for it. Like, I think that just that market is like so devoted that like stores don't feel the need to mark it down. But I don't know. Yeah. It's very odd.
1: Yeah. Um, so if, if you're lucky enough to find the game on sale for like 20 bucks or something, I'd say go for it. And if you happen to be a fan, say go for it. Um, but if, if you're not too big on anime or, you know, you don't not too into fighting games, I wouldn't say rush out and get it. Um, I'd say if, if you happen to come across it at a sale, I'd say, I'd say, why not? Um, just, just don't do the story. focus on the uh, fighting, the local fighting or online fighting, something like that. Um, So yeah, Jump Force. And so my second second suggestion is a series that I uh, recommended or suggested last week, but I did not give uh, a great description of it. Uh, Series Berserk Um, I I got to read it a bit more this week, and I think I can uh, now accurately-ish describe what this series is about.
0: Well, don't go too crazy, you know, you don't want to spoil anything.
1: I know, I know, I know. I'll try try to stay away from spoilers as much as possible. So, the series is about Guts, the main character, as I mentioned last time. He is part of a band of mercenaries. Uh, This band of mercenaries is led by a guy named Griffith, Um. And it's the story is mostly about uh, their uh, relationship and friendship, kind of, uh, kind of rivalry in a way uh, with each other. And so Guts his his whole premise is that, like I mentioned last time, uh, he wants to kind of find his own way, find his own path um, away from this mercenary group that he's a part of. Right. You know, his whole life. He's been fighting and hacking and slashing, and that's basically all that he's known, right? And Griffith is he is a he's 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 very charismatic. Um, he's, a, he's he's a good looking guy. Like that's that's a very big part of his character. Is the fact that he's a good looking guy, but he comes from common descent. Um, So he wants to rule a kingdom, but the thing is, is that since he comes from common descent, he can never reach that status without fighting and reaching there uh, through his own strength, right? So you see Griffith um, and how he, in a way, kind of uses his mercenary group to help his own agenda so he is more than willing to sacrifice his own men his own friends for things that he wants which totally goes against what Guts does Guts will gladly sacrifice himself for his friends so they kind of have that opposing kind of conflict with each other Um, And and you see down the line how their friendship kind of uh, devolves and it turns into a, a, they turn into enemies with each other. Um, And there's uh, Casca, who happens to be uh, a commander of the mercenary group, who becomes really close with Guts, who happens to have a crush on Griffith. And you see how she's kind of torn between the two in a way. Uh, it, it's it's a really interesting series. Um, it's there's about three hundred and sixty chapters or so. Um, I I'd say the first couple arcs have to be the best. I'm not saying that the arc arcs later are bad. I'm just saying that like the early arcs are definitely um, the best so far. Um, They're they're really good. A lot of drama, a lot of action. Um, So this series isn't like a typical um, series where it comes out weekly or even monthly. Um, I'm pretty sure this series comes out or back when the manga author was still alive. um, It would come out like every like three, four months or so, right? So you can definitely tell that the manga author put a lot of work into the details of this series which is amazing uh even though this show came out the series came out a while ago it you can't really tell that it came out a while ago just because the the sheer detail Um, frankly i think that the series looks a lot better than some modern manga out there Uh, that's just how much detail that goes into this series which is which is great um So, like I mentioned last week, this series is incredibly graphic. Um, and it's definitely 18 plus. There, there are some very uh, sickening scenes that goes on that go on in this uh, series, stuff that the main characters do, some things that enemies do to the main characters that are just very disgusting. Um, they just, just have to see for yourself. I'm not going to spoil them, and I'm, nor am I going to say them on this podcast because that would very much not be appropriate. Um, so check out The Series for Yourself. Um, it is really good, I will say. Um, check out Berserk. Yeah. That's all I have to say.
0: Leo. All right, I've, got, I've got three for you, but it's a little bit of a cop-out because it's one movie and two songs. I know, I'm the worst. Two songs? I know, right?
1: That's a cop
0: out. It really is a cop out. So really, two point five. Uh, so first one I've got is a movie. Uh, I've been I mean, you know watching movies. Watching movies always always good. And um, so I suggested a movie a couple weeks back of the movie Shadow, which very good movie, still very good. Um, but I found another movie by the same director. This one he made uh, a lot earlier because Shadow came out in like twenty eighteen. This one came out in two thousand two. Uh, but this one is definitely better it's it's really good like both of those movies are really solid but hero i feel like or this one i'm sorry the movie is called hero it came out in 2002 this one is legitimately a really well-crafted film and i think everything that i think shadow did or everything that shadow kind of failed in this one does better it's not perfect but it's done really well so the movie's called hero like i mentioned i was gonna try to set it up better but i accidentally said it too early so i was like well this whole thing this whole thing's falling apart <clears throat> but um the movie is about this this um uh, this um so in China, right? China was kind of fragmented with a bunch of kingdoms and this one kingdom wanted to unite all the other kingdoms. So but he's doing it kind of this very you know bloodshed heavy way. He's trying to unite all the kingdoms so that he can end the war. Well, there are these three assassins that have been planning to kill him and they'd keep trying they, you know, kept trying to do it and failing. And Eventually, this guy comes in, played by Jet Li, who claims to have killed all three of the assassins for him. So, you know, obviously, the king's all happy. He's like, yeah, you killed the assassins for me. The movie kind of consists of these two talking about, like, you know, so Jet Li explains how he killed them. The king kind of accuses him of lying. And the whole movie is kind of this collection of conversations and, uh, the, you know, and obviously flashbacks being played out of what exactly happened and what exactly Jet Li's plan is. It's a really well done film. First of all, it is gorgeously made. Um, this is another this is another kind of like tradition, very traditional uh, Chinese lore heavy movie, and it has like a very traditional kung fu movie too. So like the themes and the music and the ideas in the movie are all very thematic, very atmospheric, and the direction is incredible in this movie. I love what they do with colors in this movie. There's so many awesome scenes where like the, where they'll change up the backgrounds and the different colors and the way everything's laid out. It's all very well done and very well coordinated. And the way that they change up what characters are wearing, depending on like what like story's being told, like if it's a flashback or it's a made-up story or like this, it's really interesting. And it's just a really beautifully made movie. And it's really fascinating. I love the way the story's set up with this kind of like anecdotal story type like conversational kind of uh, rapport to it, but it's where the two of like the king and this assassin put by Jet Li are essentially just talking about things. And it's really interesting seeing how the two bounce back ideas and stuff. And it's really well done. Uh, and I love, I think the acting's really great. Again, like I mentioned, uh, Tony Lewings in this movie as well. He's really great as the kind of, he's one of the assassins and he's, he's kind of questioning whether or not he wants to go through with it. He's, he's really great. I, I don't remember the actress's name, but the woman who plays the uh, one of the other assassins, this one being kind of more stark and very focused on this goal of killing the king, she's fantastic too. Um, and I I love Jet Li in this movie. I love the king. Like the, the performances are really solid. It's a really well made movie, and I really highly recommend it, especially if you're a big fan of the kind of uh, this kind of kind of like a uh, kung fu style movie. That being said, I think it's a little tough to follow sometimes because of how many flashbacks there are. Like it starts to get to the point where you're kind of like, okay, is this a flashback or is this actually happening? Like what's going on? It's a little hard to follow. Sometimes they do give you a lot of clever clues with the colors and stuff, but it can get really confusing. So I can't say it's perfect, but it's a really well done movie. And I highly recommend it for people who are fans of this genre. And if you're, if you're looking for an introduction to the genre, this is fantastic. I think, a great way to watch these movies. If you watch this one first and then watch shadow afterwards, I think you're going to get a perfect kind of experience of what these kind of movies can give you. I really enjoy it. I, I it's a really solid movie. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, hero. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. So the next two are songs. David is going to hate me for this one because I, I swear I should never be saying this kind of things, but DJ Khaled had a really good
1: <laughs> DJ
0: Khaled made a really good song. I mean, <laughs>
1: and
0: it's not it's not like amazing, but for DJ Khaled, it's impressive because DJ Khaled is not a not a great producer. He really isn't. David has a lot of problems with DJ Khaled.
1: I do. I go yeah. on a rant for DJ Khaled.
0: We will. We definitely will. But uh I, I don't want to keep extending this episode too long. Uh but um DJ Khaled is not a great producer. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but this song is—it's called "I Did It," and it stars. It's got Lil Baby. It's got Da Baby. It's got Megan Thee Stallion. It's got Post Malone. It's got a lot of people involved. But what I love about this song, despite the fact that it's also—it's called "I Did It," and I also just graduated, so there's that connection. <laughs> the reason why it's good. What what makes a song work is it has such a big... <laughs> it's it's hard for me to say this, it has an extremely bloated ego to it. It's so hyped up, and it's so Help. it almost, it's it's kind of infectious. Like, the positivity and the genuine, like, passion you feel about how, how proud of these people are of their accomplishments is just so infectious. It's weird. And it's annoying, too, because it's coming from DJ Caleb, the guy who's constantly complaining that no one takes him seriously because he has no <laughs> talents because he doesn't. But, like, it's so crazy to me that he made a song that's literally just flaunting how cool he is, and it's weirdly, weirdly infectious. It's really intense, and I really enjoy the song. I love the, the little uh, guitar riff that starts it out. I love Post Malone's chorus; it's really infectious. I love when when uh, little baby, little baby, and the baby kind of hit both of them. I I'm not huge on Lil baby, but I feel like this song is probably the best, the best like bars he's ever dropped. He's really good in this song for once. Um, and the baby's solid too, um, and uh, Megan Thee Stallion's always solid. I, I don't have much to say about her, but it's a really, really solid song. Um, I, I really love the vibe of it. And then uh, the second song one is I want to introduce, I want to suggest this one a little less extremely. I think I have a little more problems with this song, and it's also one I've talked about before, or not the song, but the artists I've talked about before. I haven't talked about them in a while though. Uh, remember the gentleman I was telling you guys about? Remember uh, the Criticals band? who keeps having these really kind of like heavy but kind of like a metal type songs that are always very satirical well they made a new mm-hmm. song back in december and i did not listen to it until recently um uh, but it's really solid uh, it's, the song's called i am truth i think this one the concept of the song that feels a bit better than the execution essentially it's about those people online who assume that everything they say is true and like Every everything they learn about, everything they read, is automatically the truth, and therefore everything they say is right. And it kind of makes fun of that mentality, like the especially in the time of, of like the vaccine. Like right now, I feel like the song is even funnier. Like the idea of that everyone just reads one article online about vaccine, suddenly they're so they know it so well they can't they can't get the vaccine because you know all the stuff I know about it. Like that mentality is just destroyed in the song, and it's hilarious. That being said, I think the melody itself is a little generic and I think this is one of the weaker choruses they've had. It's not nearly as catchy and not nearly as like poppy as the other songs or not pop in terms of like the genre. Like it doesn't stick with you as well. is what I mean. Like so with songs like 2019 guy and like real to me, like those songs had infectious like kind of uh, melodies to them that really hit you and like it ke- it makes the the uh, messages all funnier because they are so catchy alongside being so ridiculous. I think this one nails it in terms of the the message and, like, the the stuff it's making fun of. But I think it could have done better with its, like, melody and trying to be catchier and trying to be more, you know, more memorable. I feel like it's kind of its weakest factor. But it's a really solid song anyway. There is not a single Bad Gentleman song. I think every song is so bizarre and and off-the-wall and distinct. And I I do really love how much they go into it. Um, But yeah, um, really solid all around. Um, So check that out if you haven't yet. I Am Truth, very good song. Um, And yeah, that's all I've got, David. Any last thoughts?
1: I do not.
0: All right, guys. Check out the Instagram, what's that smell underscore you thinking again. David has been slacking but he'll eventually get back onto it. I know. Got this. I believe in him. But it's the summer now, so he has no excuse. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, of course. Uh, we've got some interesting plans coming up. Uh, I think some big th- some big changes soon. Me and David have to talk about it. But point is, we've got a lot co- looking forward to. Uh, and uh, thank you again for listening all this time. I, these get a little long, but I appreciate you sticking with us. Um, I've been Connor. This has been David. Thank you again for listening to the podcast that we entitle David.
1: What's that smile? You thinking again.